something wicked this way comes hey guys and welcome to the occultish podcast we're back baby Uh, i should be welcoming myself back because it's been a while uh occultish is a podcast that goes super in depth on whatever subject from the side of the internet that interests me this week Uh, i share everything i've gathered as research and we expand our knowledge together so today's episode is an idea i've had for a few years now I wanted this to be a thread on my Twitter, but when I was outlining all the episodes for the podcast that I wanted to do, this idea came back to me, and now here we are. One of the most important things in our community is giving recognition to people who came before us, taught us, led us, all of that. So today I want to raise up the Elder Hour podcast. If this is a topic that I'm talking about today, if this is a topic that interests you, then you would definitely love their podcast as well. Um, It's all about herbs, plants, magical properties of all of that stuff. It's hosted by Chelsea uh, Selby, I believe is her last name, who created Witch Baby Soap, and then the amazing Juliet Diaz, who has a lot of accomplishments under her belt, but she most recently released her book Plant Witchery, which I definitely want to order as soon as possible. I've been waiting a while for it to be released. Um, Ever since I heard about it, I've been excited. Uh, But yeah, their podcast is really amazing, and you should definitely check it out. Just search Elder Hour wherever you listen to podcasts. Not a sponsored post at all, just thought I should give a shout out to um, a podcast that does this topic better than I could do. They're the originals, so definitely go check them out. So pumpkin spice, you either love it or you hate it. Personally, my inner basic bitch thrives in the fall. I love everything about the fall. Um, But did you know that you hold the ingredients to basically a money spell whenever you're drinking that latte? Pumpkin spice uh, generally consists of cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, allspice, and sometimes ginger. And all of these guys can attract abundance into your life, but we're going to deep dive into each of these spices for more information. Just a small disclaimer, or I guess this is a big disclaimer, very important. Please do not consume herbs for medicinal purposes without consulting your physician and an herbalist, especially if you are nursing, pregnant, or may become pregnant. Herbs and spices spices? <laughs> Herbs and spices can affect medications, they can irritate health issues. Um, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. So be safe. Um, and yeah, very important to talk to your doctors, guys. Uh, I will be linking the many online sources that I used in the link dump for this episode, and the main text that I use. It, that I used is uh, Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. First, let's talk about allspice. Allspice is named that way in English because of the smell that it has is reminiscent of a lot of other different spices like cinnamon and stuff like that. The allspice we use comes from dried out berries of a tropical evergreen tree that's native to Central and South America. This tree produces small white flowers in addition to the clusters of berries that end up as allspice. So these trees can only grow in tropical areas, and they they did attempt to bring them into Europe, Europeans did, but it didn't really work out for them. And they need space to fully canopy, and male trees have to be present with the female trees in order to cross-pollinate, so they're, it's a little involved. When ripe, the berries are this purple-red color, but allspice is made from harvesting them while they're green and unripe, and then they dry them out, and then they turn into this like brownish-red color. The Mayans used allspice as an embalming agent. Natives across Central and South America also used allspice to cure and preserve meats. Magical properties of allspice aren't as in-depth as some of these other spices, and I couldn't find too many like interesting healing benefits that I felt like sharing. So this section is going to be the shortest. 
According to Scott Cunningham, allspice is ruled by Mars and associated with the fire element. Allspice can be burned as an incense, which attracts money and luck. And the use of allspice in general is very uplifting and can increase the energy of yourself or other ingredients. That has its own properties and uses that are separate from nutmeg. Next we have nutmeg, uh, which also comes from a tropical evergreen tree, but this time from the Banda Islands of Indonesia. The tree produces a stone fruit that's like a peach or a plum. Uh, the seed inside is what nutmeg is, but it's surrounded by this red colored covering, which is called mace. Like the allspice trees, these trees also need male and female trees present in order to cross-pollinate. Uh, one thing we're going to touch on a lot are... Uh, the spice wars is what they're referred to, or at least they refer were referred to in these articles, um, which literally was just Europeans coming in and trying to profit off these precious spices that were meaningful to the natives from where they were getting these things from. So yes, colonization is responsible for the widespread use of these spices for culinary, medicinal, and magical purposes. These violent attacks are often framed as like fair and square conquering in white historical texts, but I would hope that my listeners are a little bit more smart than that. Smarter? Why did I say more smart? Um, I guess I'm not more smart. Uh, everything in the world is rooted in colonization, and I think we all need to do our due diligence in recognizing that. So when you use these herbs, give honor to the people that they were stolen from as well. The natives didn't have a choice about whether or not they could capitalize on their own sacred ingredients. The choice in exploiting these resources for financial gain was made for them and was at their expense as well. The Dutch were especially ruthless in their efforts to seize control of these resources. The Dutch in the mid-15th century seized control of nutmeg production um, due to failed treaties and violent force towards the Banda people. Eventually, and I mean like centuries later, the French smuggled seas out of Dutch territory, which ended their monopoly over nutmeg. They were also interested in the hallucinogenic effects that large quantities of nutmeg can give, which you might have seen as like a trend on TikTok within the last couple of months. I feel like I remember people talking about that. The Europeans prized nutmeg so much because they believed it would stop the plague. According to Scott Cunningham, nutmeg is associated with Jupiter and both the fire and air elements. Definitely don't do that, kids. Um, at its height, nutmeg was so valuable that one bag of seeds could set somebody for their entire life if they could sell it to somebody. And just another disclaimer, really quick, not all of these uses are attributed to the traditions in which they come from. Uh, the New Age movement really has blurred the lines between a practice and where it comes from. Uh, so if you'd like to share any origins of these from your own personal background, you can reply to the Twitter thread or as a YouTube comment. We would definitely like to hear it because I would like to see like these actually be attributed to people that, that they come from. Nutmeg is carried whole as a good luck charm, especially for legal matters and traveling. Sharing a beverage with someone that has nutmeg in it can encourage love between the two. Nutmeg can also aid you in meditation and divination when consumed in a drink by enhancing your intuition. Nutmeg in perfume oil is used to attract love, and you can also massage that oil onto your temples in order to enhance your intuition as well. You can also use it to anoint the tools in your money spells. Ground nutmeg can be sprinkled onto green candles for abundance. And sprinkling nutmeg into your shoes is said to allow good luck to walk with you. It's also said that nutmeg clears the bitterness of your heart, allowing you to be more open and cheerful. Nutmeg can also be very grounding. It symbolizes stability and balance. I think it's because it's a seed. Herbalists use nutmeg to calm the stomach and aid digestion. Nutmeg can also be used to help you sleep. Uh, some of you might have had parents or grandparents that give you like warm milk 
as a kid if you couldn't sleep and sometimes maybe they would add nutmeg to that too if they were in the know um, but this is a common household remedy However, nutmeg sedative properties can be more powerful, uh, but also more dangerous in higher doses on its own. So do not attempt to use nutmeg as a sleep aid without speaking to a doctor and an herbalist, because an herbalist is going to be able to tell you like the doses and how you should do it, because you have to take it at a very specific time in this article that I read. Um, it's a whole thing. And I encourage speaking to both, because I personally believe modern and holistic remedies should be used together. They both have their appropriate uses, so it's important to use the one that's going to work best to help you, and you can only figure that out when you're working with trained and licensed professionals from both fields. Nutmeg is said to boost your mood, as it's somewhat of like an aphrodisiac. It has this calming effect, like I mentioned before. Uh, nutmeg has also been used to treat cold symptoms, and can uh, it can affect your blood pressure. So again, if that's something you're concerned about, you should definitely speak with your doctor. The best way to use nutmeg is by buying it whole, and then using like a microplane to grind it as needed, uh, because nutmeg begins to immediately lose its flavor and medicinal properties as soon as it's ground. So if you're buying pre-ground nutmeg, it's going to sit on your shelf for a while. It's going to lose its potency. Nutmeg can last up to three years whole, but it can last up to 30 years if it's kept in its shell. Cloves are flower buds from a rainforest evergreen tree native to the Maluka Islands. Hopefully I uh, pronounce that right. And the Dutch weren't able to completely take over like they had in other areas. The Dutch, however, didn't stop. They ended up getting clove trees into areas that they could control. And in order to drive the price up, they started burning their own trees as well as, as trees of their competitors to create this false shortage. As cloves spread through trade, it became prized in ancient Rome as well as China. The buds are harvested when they're bright red and they're about one and a half to two centimeters. I wrote down in length, but I don't know if that's like width, circumference, or whatever. I might have wrote down, because length didn't sound right to me, so it might be circumference. Um, the closed petals form a dome on top. Cloves get their name from a Latin word that translates to nail because of its shape, and said that the resemblance to a nail is where its protective attributes come from. The natives of these islands planted clove trees when a child was born, they protected the tree as it was seen as being a representation of the person's life. When the Dutch invaded, the natives put up quite a fight because of um, how sacred these trees are to them. And uh, they were already expensive before these attempts by the Dutch. Only the rich had access to them, which inspired the prosperity and abundance attributes of cloves. Historically, cloves were used as an antiseptic and for dental procedures. Cloves were even used to freshen breath. According to Scott Cunningham, cloves are ruled by Mars, but in some of the articles that I read, I saw Jupiter and the Sun attributed here as well. They're also historically used to protect from illness. Cloves are represented by the fire element, and the warmth the spice gives off makes it a wonderful incense to establish a comfortable working space. Its comforting qualities are used in aromatherapy, and it drives away negativity due to its purifying qualities. Burning cloves can also stop gossip being spread about yourself, and of course, cloves are burned to attract prosperity and wealth. There is a tradition that says putting seven cloves in a bag and giving it to you and your friends to where it can keep the friendship strong. Modernly, modernly, herbalists use cloves to stimulate the digestive system. It's said to ease nausea and gas. Clove oil can reduce uh, blood sugar while cloves in general can irritate stomach ulcers and other similar conditions, so it should be used with caution if those are concerns to you. Clove oil can be used as a natural mosquito repellent as well. Cinnamon traces back to 2000 BCE via trade ports to Egypt. 
Legends said it was fished up at the source of the Nile, and then there were other legends that weren't attri- that weren't attributed to a specific group. Um, but there were stories of cinnamon birds who made nests out of cinnamon sticks, and in order to gather cinnamon, you had to trick the birds to distract them so you could steal from their nests. And next, we're going to talk about cinnamon. And then our favorites, she said sarcastically, the Dutch established a trading post and started to produce their own trees instead of relying on finding it in the wild like everybody else had been doing before this. Cinnamon wasn't native to Egypt, it arrived there through trade. It's recorded that cinnamon originated from the Maluku? I'm gonna guess that's how you pronounce it? Maluku Islands. In the 15th century, the Portuguese found another source of cinnamon in Ceylon. They enslaved the people and ramped up production. In the 1500s, Magellan found another variety of cinnamon in the Philippines, which weakened the Portuguese monopoly. In 1796, the British took control of Ceylon, and through their control, they turned cinnamon into the widely produced spice that we have today. What is now a common household item was once a highly prized commodity for centuries because of its rarity. At its height, it was worth uh, 15 times the value of silver by weight. According to Scott Cunningham, cinnamon is ruled by the sun and Mars and is associated with the fire element. Cinnamon is actually the bark of cinnamon trees. When a tree is two years old, it gets cut down to the stump to harvest the bark, and then um, in its place, multiple like branches of that stump pop out where the initial tree used to be. The bark is then dried out in the sun where it gets to curl like you see in cinnamon sticks. Cinnamon oil is used for anointing, which is a practice that stems from ancient Hebrew traditions. In ancient Egypt, cinnamon oil was used in the mummification process, and then Europeans used cinnamon oil to preserve meat, but also to mask the flavor of meat that went bad. Burning cinnamon sends out protective vibrations. Cinnamon empowers sex magic. Uh, you can burn the cinnamon stick itself, uh, just like it's like a wand of herbs, like sage or rosemary or whatever bundle of herbs you have you just burn it like that cinnamon cleanses and protects while giving that warm and cozy energy and burning cinnamon anointing uh putting cinnamon oil in a diffuser any of these things you can do any of these things prior to spell work in order to energize and empower the spell perfume made from cinnamon oil inspires lust general use of cinnamon in spell work can help draw success in whatever endeavor it boosts the power of tools and other ingredients Cinnamon brooms are placed above the front door to protect your home. Uh, they sell them at Trader Joe's seasonally, so maybe you've purchased one before without really knowing what it is. Herbalists use cinnamon to ease motion sickness. It can also aid digestion, and it's said to work as an anti-inflammatory and pain reliever. I believe, like Lush, for example, I know there's a lot of different soap companies, but I think Lush has massage bars that has cinnamon in it, I believe. Maybe I'm thinking peppermint. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been used like that topically for pain stuff. Adding cinnamon to your coffee can help to prevent the crash after your caffeine high. Cinnamon can agitate stomach ulcers. If you take medications that affect the liver, you need to be cautious around cassia cinnamon, especially. I think it's cassia, cassia, not sure. Um, and if there's a chance you could be pregnant, do not use cinnamon to ease your morning sickness without consulting a doctor to confirm if it's morning sickness or not. And last but not least, we have ginger. Uh, what we use is the ginger root and the plant's leaves grow out of the root in a way where they like wrap around each other and they make it look like a stem. It looks kind of cool actually. Um, and then the flowers of the ginger plant are really beautiful and they're often used as decorative fixtures in gardens. 
in places like where the climate can sustain ginger plants, so like more tropical areas. You can also accomplish the same goal by creating a bouquet of cinnamon sticks. Ginger originates from uh, the Southeast Asian island area. Ginger did not occur in the wild, it was bred, and the natives of the islands of this region spread ginger throughout the Pacific Islands as well, and it's also assumed they brought them into Asia and up into India, where it was later, later carried over to Europe. Ginger was one of the first spices brought to Europe. Um, according to the listed articles that I read, ginger was brought into China during the Song Dynasty, where it became incredibly important to Chinese medicine. Ginger was prized all over for its healing properties, um, from, like I said, China all the way to Rome, basically everywhere it was used. And again, because of the cost, ginger was seen as a symbol of wealth. In 1200 to 1300 England, a pound of ginger cost about as much of a, as a sheep. Um, I don't know what that is in modern dollars with inflation and everything, but I'm sure sheep was a lot at the time. The Spanish conquistadors brought ginger into the Caribbean and Americas. The natives of these various regions became acquainted with its healing properties and some integrated it into their food as well. Ginger is probably the easiest example to use when you're explaining herbal remedies to someone who doesn't necessarily believe in them. Because what do you drink when your stomach is upset? Ginger ale, probably, if you're doing it right. Um, but obviously, if you, there's some sort of deeper issue, which is the reason for your stomach being upset, then maybe ginger is not going to cure you from that, but it might help you until you're able to figure out what's going on so that you can get, you know, remedies that are going to work for you. Um, and then ginger juice shots and tea are also home remedies for cold and flu symptoms that have carried into our modern awareness. Ginger pills are sometimes taken for motion sickness, and also one of the ancient uses for ginger was blessing ships, which I thought was an interesting parallel. Ginger is also said to help with gas and can be used as an anti-inflammatory. According to Scott Cunningham, ginger is associated with the planet Mars and the fire element. Ginger is used to heat things up, to energize your tools and ingredients. If you consume ginger before spell work, this can give you more power. Um, however, ginger can overpower any delicate energy, so it's important to keep that in mind. Ginger's energizing qualities can be carried outside of spell work uh, to simply inspire confidence in any of your endeavors. Ground ginger can be sprinkled into pockets and onto money to attract wealth. And if you plant whole ginger root, it can have the same effect as well. Ginger is used in spells to ensure success. It increases passion in love spells. Dried ginger can be burned to banish negativity, not just from outside forces, but within yourself as well. Sleeping with ginger under your bed can banish nightmares, and ginger uh, can also be rather grounding since it is the root that we use after all. And there you have it, folks. The most basic spice blend isn't so basic, is it? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Occultish Podcast, a Clastrology production hosted by me, Cheyenne Longini. Uh, thank you for bearing with me during this break. Uh, is everyone else going through it as much as I am? Because this sucks, but we can do this, guys. We only have two more months left in this crazy year. Uh, the link dump for this episode can be found linked in the description on YouTube or my Twitter, which is at Clastrology. Uh, with an underscore at the end. Uh, in 2021, I'm going to get a website. Mark my words. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about eclipses, so stay tuned for that. That's all I have for you today. I will see you next week, and goodbye. Mm -hmm.